You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years. Thank goodness I had that temp job, or those temp jobs, I guess I should say, because it enabled me to have all these media gigs, calling college and NFL games for CBS. I'll be doing the Army-Navy game on Saturday for Westwood One National Radio. Arguably my single favorite day of the year. Highly recommend anybody go to that event because it is awesome. Love all the shows. Today, Booger McFarland was excellent on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Tomorrow, we'll have Greg Cosell. Remember, that show is daily. And of course, Tuesdays, we do the Even Money Betting Podcast, which is very popular. Both me and professional sports better. Steve Fezzik, in the black for the year so far this year. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. All the great stuff and content we're producing is at Ross Tucker Pod. Or if you just want to see it all at one place, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The star of this show is Joe Dolan. I'm a huge fan. At FG underscore Dolan on social. He is the fantasy gangster. And he works over at FantasyPoints.com. I guess he's a, he's a player owner. Um, over at fantasypoints.com. Use the code 23FEAST, by the way, to get that discount as we come down the stretch of the fantasy season. Although there's still two teams on bye, Joe. Yeah, there are two teams on bye in week 14. Now, fortunately, um, it's not two great fantasy teams, but uh, the Cardinals had really started to come along with at least Trey McBride and James Conner. Um, the commander, Sam Howell, has been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks all year, despite Terry McLaurin not really getting it done. Uh, the good news with the commanders, though, Ross, uh, is Brian Robinson's going to have time to heal up over the bye. He picked up a hamstring injury in that game, but uh, we're, this is it. This is the final bye week, and it's right before the fantasy playoffs begin for most people. I can't believe we're here. Uh, we've got four weeks left of the fantasy football season. This is it. Um, and, and then in week 18, Ross, I guess we'll just go around and take our victory laps. Uh, because uh, I'm guessing some teams will be resting starters yet again that week, but it's been a it's been a wild ride. We're here in December. We're three weeks from Christmas, and we are three weeks from fantasy championships. We'll see. I don't know how many people will be able to rest starters the way the the way everybody's records are looking right now. That'll be interesting. Week 18. Let's start with Thursday night. Gross, Joe. Oh. It's the Patriots at the Steelers. Steelers won't have Pickett. What are you thinking about this game? <laughs> um, I told my wife this is the year I'd do the Hallmark movie uh, Christmas drinking game with her. I can't stand those movies, but she's like, there's a drinking game. And I'm like, all right, maybe you can convince me. I wonder if that's what I'm going to do on Thursday night as opposed to watching this game. Because uh, because uh, this is going to be bad. The Patriots have scored 13 points in their last three games, and they don't have their best offensive player, Ramondre Stevenson, who might miss the rest of the season. Now, if you need a running back this week, and people always need running backs in fantasy, 
Zeke Elliott might get 25 touches in this game. They're going to be, he's going to be gobbling them down. But he's probably going to be gobbling down like those really sugary marshmallow cereals that are just all empty calories with no nutritional value whatsoever because this Patriot offense has no nutritional value whatsoever. Ramondre out, Zeke in, 25 touches. If you need if you need those touches and you're okay with him averaging three yards a carry and five yards of reception and maybe he falls into the end zone, there, that maybe that's what you get from Zeke Elliott. Otherwise, the Patriots offense, absolute disaster. Yeah, not good. What about for the Steelers? Um, Najee Harris picked up a knee injury and did not practice on Tuesday. That's something we're going to have to monitor. The Steelers at points have been pretty cautious uh, with guys in practice, and then they end up playing. But that's certainly something to monitor. Maybe it gives Jalen Warren a little bit of a boost this week. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky said he's going to come in and he's going to be aggressive uh, down the field. Maybe that means a little bit more George Pickens. You know, Deontay Johnson got the garbage time receiving touchdown. Trubisky did favor Deontay Johnson in the games in which they played together last year, uh, but not not like overwhelmingly so. He really did mix the football around. I'd consider Pat Fryermuth a low-end tight end one, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens wide receiver threes in this matchup with the Patriots. So every week I have a stud and a value. I guess I guess maybe these are both value picks this week. I, I'm not sure. But I'm going to go for DraftKings with Trubisky at 5,000 because I do think he's going to be aggressive. And honestly, Joe, I think he's going to run. Mm-hmm. I, I'm predicting Trubisky, like he's playing for his career now. He's playing kind of for his life. I think he's going to run and, and pick up some rushing yards for you. And then I'll take Fryermuth as well because I think that's who Trubisky will hit. I think they'll have some some RPO game for them, and I think Fryermuth will make some plays. So I'll take Trubisky at five thousand, Fryermuth at four thousand. The next game up, Joe, it's the Bucks at the Falcons, in an actually uh, pretty important NFC South game. An incredibly important NFC South game. Uh, both of these teams obviously still alive for the division. The only team that's not is Carolina. Um, Atlanta just last week. Look, they had a tough matchup against the Jets, okay? Um, Desmond Ritter, 12 of 27. At least they got Bijan Robinson the ball, but now they're mixing in Cordero Patterson. It, it just really makes you just kind of wretch a little bit about what they're doing. Uh, once again, Kyle Pitts is physically incapable of scoring a touchdown. Michael Pruitt gets the touchdown from Desmond Ritter. Like, seriously, Michael Pruitt is the guy that you're going to go to. Um, Drake London had a brutal matchup with the Jets' outside corners. Uh, he's got a better one this week against Tampa Bay, who's had a cluster of injuries in the secondary. I think you can go back to Drake London as a wide receiver three in this game. But really, the only guys I feel good about on Atlanta for fantasy are, well, really, the only guy I do feel good about and feeling good is relative is Bijan Robinson at this point. What about for the Bucks? Mike okay. Evans is incredible. He's incredible. I mean, no... I'm a big Hall of Fame narrative guy, Ross, which is why I think Eli Manning's going to go to the Hall of Fame. It's a museum, right? Like, you have to tell the story of the NFL through the museum. That's why Kurt Warner's in, in there. You, if, if Kurt Warner's not in the Hall of Fame, you might as well not have a building. On the other hand, nobody's ever talked about, and that's the big argument against Mike Evans being a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's never been talked about as one of the three, three to four best receivers in the game at any point. Maybe that failing is on us. Because how is a guy who's got 10 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons to open his career 
not talked about as one of the best receivers to play the game. Maybe that's our failing. Uh, He's done it with Baker Mayfield. He's done it with Tom Brady. He's done it with James Winston. He's done it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy's incredible. Uh, he's he's locked into your lineup. There's two guys, really, who are locked into your lineup. Rashad White and Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's been banged up. He didn't even catch a pass last week. Um, you can sit him. Uh, you've been able to sit him all year. But Mike Evans and Rashad White are legitimate fantasy studs at this stage for your for your team. Speaking of big games, let's get to an even bigger one. It's the Rams at the Ravens, Joe. Big one. Ravens coming off the bye Rams coming flying in. Yeah, so the Ravens here, um, the Ravens have been able to run the ball a lot. Um, they've generated more than 2.0 yards before contact on non-scramble runs in each of their last three games before the bye. Um, and they've run for 100 or more non-scramble, which is key um, that they've run for more than 100 non-scramble rush yards in that game because Lamar Jackson's your quarterback, and obviously you're going to get a ton of scramble yards with Lamar Jackson. In all but two games this season, the Ravens used the bye to get their banged-up offensive line healthier. I think it would suit them well if they also used it to get Keaton Mitchell more snaps. Mitchell's snap share rose in each of the last four games before the bye, Ross. 18% to 24% to 36% to 46%. And he is the kind of playmaker who can make a huge difference in the playoff race. The Rams have allowed the fifth most yards before contact per rush attempt over the last five weeks. I think there's going to be plenty of room for Keaton Mitchell to run in this game. What about when the Rams have the ball? Well, we have to keep an eye on the status of Puka Nakua. He ran, I think, just 17 routes uh, in that game uh, last week, obviously. Uh, 19 routes he ran. Um, he had he had both a rib injury. Um, he had some cramping at one point, but he ran for over – he had over 100 yards receiving, and he also had uh, a 31-yard run in that game. So Puka Nakua is a better option for fantasy right now than Cooper Cup if he's healthy. Uh, but let's just shout out Kyron Williams who got off to a slow start and nonetheless still had 24 opportunities in that game. Kyron Williams is basically the new Todd Gurley in this Rams offense. That's something that our guy Scott Barrett's been pointing out. Uh, In eight games this season, Kyron Williams is first among running backs in snap share. He's third in expected fantasy points per game. He's first in red zone expected fantasy points per game. So he's their absolute hammer red zone back, and he's third in fantasy points per game. Kyron Williams is back to win you a fantasy championship. Wow. How about Detroit at Chicago? Joe, we got the Bears coming off a bye having played one of their better games. Uh, well, so, I guess at least they won. I don't know. Well, they won. I don't know if it, uh, yeah, I don't know if a better game is what it, uh, it entailed, but hey, uh, at least they did that. Now, let's keep an eye for the Chicago Bears on the status of Deontay Foreman because in that game prior to the bye, Rashawn Johnson handled two-thirds of the snaps for that backfield, and he very clearly was preferred in pass protection to Khalil Herbert, um, which is important for the Bears because generally, and I think in this game, um, they should be playing from behind unless Jared Goff catches the turnover bug again. Um, but what what happened with Chicago is Justin Fields, he's a usable fantasy quarterback, even though he's improved as a passer from the beginning of the year, but running is what – he had 12 rush attempts for 59 yards against the Vikings in his last game. But Justin Fields unlocks DJ Moore. He throws the ball – to DJ Moore, even even though that game plan against Minnesota was bizarre, the thing I had liked beforehand that Justin Fields did for DJ Moore was he threw the ball to him down the field. 
against the Vikings, it was all quick game stuff until essentially that game ceiling play on the long pass in the fourth quarter uh, for 36 yards. Nonetheless, Justin Fields unlocks DJ Moore. He trusts DJ Moore, and and DJ Moore is a locked-in fantasy starter when Justin Fields is in there at quarterback. What about, Joe, let's talk about um, the Lions and, and golf and what you think from them on offense. Well, they got off to an awesome start against the Saints, and then things just kind of slowed down for them. I'm not really sure exactly what happened, but the Lions right now are kind of the same fantasy team that they are every week. You have to play the two running backs. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I was disappointed in his passing game role um, against the Saints, but that guy is so explosive. Uh, David Montgomery is always a good bet to score a touchdown. And let me just, uh, well, Sam Laporta, you also are playing him every week. He's having one of the greatest rookie seasons for a tight end of all time. He's going to catch over 80 passes this year, which is pretty incredible. But let me just throw a, this is also a time when we start to think about 2024, right? Just a little bit. Man, am I going to fall for Jamison Williams again? How, did you see that touchdown run, Ross? Yeah, he's explosive. I mean, he had a rocket attached to his ass. I mean, come on. He is like, he's the kind of guy who, even if he doesn't live up to the billing of a top 12 draft pick, which is what he was, there's always going to be a place for Jamison Williams in the NFL. I liken it to the fact that Ted Ginn played in the league for like over 10 years. Ted Ginn was a top 10 draft pick. He never played up to that level. But when you've got somebody who has that level of explosiveness, there's always something an offensive coordinator can do with that guy. So Jamison Williams, I'm interested to see how they – you can't use him for fantasy right now. I mean, he's not, he's not getting the ball enough. But I'm just so fascinated by his speed and the fact that he's in such a good offense that I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to fall for him again next year. Joe, I mentioned I'm doing the uh, Army-Navy game. Right now on the Game Time app, which you know I love, the cheapest ticket at Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, $727. Army-Navy is a hot ticket up there. Wow. But you should still try to go. And even if you don't go, you should get the Game Time app because Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive. And they've got the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guests' work out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Joe, give me some guarantees for the Colts and the Bengals. Hey, the Bengals, Jake Browning, like they they have a real offense with him. Yeah, um, so I thought that, you know, against Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago, I was like, eh, you know, Jamar Chase caught two passes, caught four passes, but two of them were uh, deflections, and I wasn't terribly enthused by it. And then Jake Browning comes out and has legitimately one of the most efficient games a quarterback has had all year. 32-37 for 354. Um, And he fed Jamar Chase. Obviously, you had the 78-yard touchdown. That's the good news, Ross. Like, you can play Jamar Chase with Jake Browning. And I'm not going to say Jake Browning's going to go nuts every week. He's not. 
All right, he might throw for 170 this week, but if he's throwing for 170, at least you know he's going to do it while trying to get the ball to Jamar Chase. And that's all I ask of these countless backup quarterbacks that we've been watching this year. Try Get the ball in the hands of your best players, and that's what they're doing. That's what Zach Taylor is doing, and it got them a win, and it has them right back in the playoff hunt, and I expect that they're going to compete. Now, obviously, for, for Cincinnati, uh, by the way, Jake Browning, a viable quarterback streamer if you need him. He also had a 21-yard uh, run in that game and a touchdown run, so he's doing uh, work on the ground for you as well. So he's a viable streamer this week, maybe if you had Kyler Murray or Sam Howell. Um, you have to play Joe Mixon. He got the two touchdowns. He also caught six passes. But I found it very interesting that they worked in Chase Brown to give them a little bit of explosion in the run game. He ran for 61 yards on nine carries. Just somebody to watch. Maybe if you're looking for some depth on your bench right now, um, I'm not saying he's going to be usable yet, but I thought it was interesting that the Bengals worked in Chase Brown, the rookie running back, liberally uh, against the Jaguars, and he provided them a little bit of burst that Joe Mixon doesn't have. Let's talk Colts, man. They're 7-5. and They're 7-5, and and let me tell you something. I got um, some angry comments on Twitter about the fact that our website, my my rankings, or John Hansen's rankings, all of our rankings, ranked Zach Moss ahead of Devon Achan this week. Let me tell you something. I do it again, twice on Sunday. Um, obviously, we're surprised by how much Devon Achan played in that game, but look, Zach Moss played on all but four snaps for the Colts. He handled every single carry and all but three targets for Colt running backs. His 64 snaps uh, were the fifth most of any running back in any week this season, and he's now the only running back with at least two such games of 64 or more snaps this year. Um, he had a league-high ten, excuse me, eight opportunities inside the 10-yard line. That is unbelievable bell cow usage. I would rank Zach Moss top five again, and I'm doing it this week. I don't care. Like, that. that is just correct process. He failed to find the end zone. Oh, well, he got every, basically every single opportunity for the Indianapolis Colts, and he's going to continue to get basically every opportunity until Jonathan Taylor, if Jonathan Taylor, returns this regular season Fire up Zach Moss again. That kind of usage you cannot find anywhere. Love it. Let's get to Jacksonville and Cleveland, Joe. Jacksonville, Hmm. we don't know that. We actually don't know for sure as we record this Wednesday morning the status of who the quarterback will be for either team. I would suspect for the Browns it's Flacco again, but maybe I'm mistaken. Let's start with the Browns, just and because there's just one player I really want to talk about. Um, first and foremost, Amari Cooper's got a concussion, so there's a lot we don't know about this game. But Elijah Moore is Joe Flacco is the Elijah Moore whisperer, and he was dating back to his time with the Jets. Um, Elijah Moore had 12 targets, two times as much as the next closest Browns receiver. He had a career-high 257 air yards uh, with Joe Flacco. That's the most air yards of any receiver in any game this season. This is what our guy Scott Barrett uh, dug up at Fantasy Points. Um, And he had 26.7 expected Fantasy Points, which was second most of any wide receiver in Week 13. So... If Joe Flacco is out there, you can play Elijah Moore. He's played in six career games in which Joe Flacco was the starting quarterback. 
Um, and he's seen 12, 10, 9, 7, 5, and 1, which was a meaningless Week 18 game, targets in those games. He averages 133 air yards, 9 targets per game, 73 receiving yards per game with Joe Flacco at quarterback. I don't know why only Elijah Moore can only produce with Joe Flacco at quarterback, but he does, and you could start him this week. And in DFS, that is a recommended play if Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback. What about on the other side for the Jags? If it's Lawrence, he'll be hobbled. Yeah, he definitely. And he won't have Christian Kirk, which is his slot receiver. But I'll, I'll throw it, I'll throw this out there. I thought Parker Washington, the rookie out of Penn State, pretty much was a reasonable facsimile for uh, Christian Kirk. He caught his first six passes of his NFL career for 61 yards and a touchdown. If Lawrence plays, or heck, maybe even if C.J. Beathard's out there, I think Parker Washington's probably going to be relatively popular as a cheap DFS option this week. You know, Washington, Ross, I think, I'll be honest, you, you tell me, you got your Penn State football shirt on there. I thought he screwed himself and hurt Penn State by entering the draft early, but he sure looked like he belonged uh, in, in that game last week. We'll see if he can can build off of that. But other than that, it's really hard to get a feel for what the Jaguars are going to do uh, until we know who's going to be the quarterback. And if Lawrence plays, he's clearly going to be limited against Miles Garrett and company. Yeah, I mean, Parker Washington would have been the showcase receiver for Penn State this year. He could have had like a Jahan Dotson, K.J. Yeah. Hamler year and gotten drafted much higher. But he was banged up last year and... Didn't want to take the chance of getting hurt again. Knew he could get drafted and wanted to start his pro career. I have a tough time. Yeah, I don't kids. begrudge. I don't begrudge players for 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 going and getting the bag. No, but it you might just... not have been the best business decision. Yeah. But it's the decision that he made. Listen, if you're feeling good about your fantasy draft picks, Joe, but not sure what to eat, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dip, soda, pizza, wings, so much more. Delivered straight to your door. Got to have something to wash it down. I'm a fan of Labatt Blue Lights. Love drinking Labatt Blue Light while I'm watching sports. Or even looking at my fantasy squad. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Let's talk Carolina and New Orleans, Joe. (laughs) Uh, I'm shocked, Ross. I am stunned. That firing Frank Reich didn't fix all that ailed the Carolina Panthers. Um, It's just a terrible roster. And I feel terrible for Bryce Young because I don't think he's being put anywhere near a position to succeed. The one thing I will say about Carolina. Chuba Hubbard had 25 carries in that game. His first career two-touchdown game. And I wonder if that's something that's going to continue going forward. Because in addition to firing Frank Reich... The Panthers fired Deuce Staley, who was their assistant head coach and running backs coach. And all the reports were Deuce Staley was the guy who went to bat uh, for them signing Miles Sanders uh, because he worked with them when Sanders was a rookie in Philadelphia. Um, And it hasn't worked out. So Chuba Hubbard gets 25 carries to just eight for Miles Sanders. And Chuba Hubbard was far more effective than Miles Sanders. If there is one Carolina Panther you can play, I think it's Chuba Hubbard. Adam Thielen is back on the wide receiver three radar, if that. Um, he's had a great year. It was a great signing by the Panthers, but Adam Thielen cannot be your best receiver in the year 2023. It's just, it's just not a viable offense right now. You know, we weren't sure about Olave a week ago, Joe, and he went out there and had a nice game. Yeah. And, uh, if, if Derek Carr can't play this week and I would please, I would hope he sits this week. I know, 
Um, Dennis Allen said the shoulder checked out okay. But you remember the last time he played through the shoulder injury, couldn't throw the ball down the field. Now he's got a concussion. Um, Over Olave's last eight full quarters of work, he's got 25 targets, 18 catches, 327 yards, and a touchdown. Um, He's essentially averaging 165 receiving yards over his last two full games. And look, the injuries to Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid are helping him. But uh, Jameis Winston, the one thing you know is he's going to throw the ball to Chris Olave. He's, he has a 36% target share from Jameis Winston this year. Chris Olave is going to be a monster option for DFS this week in this matchup against Carolina, though. Carolina has actually a decent defense, and J.C. Horn, their top corner's back. So um, I still think Olave is going to get peppered with targets from Jameis Winston. I expect Jameis Winston to be the quarterback this week for the New Orleans Saints with Derek Carr ailing. Joe, let's hit the Texans and the Jets quickly because I know there's not a lot of fantasy guys in this one. I don't know who the, the I don't care who the Jets are going to play at quarterback. They stink. They haven't run for 60 non-scramble rushing yards since week five. Brees Hall, if he does anything, it's going to be th- on. It's going to be through the air. Meanwhile, for the Texans, with with uh, Tank Dell out for the season. I expect Nico Collins is going to blow up, but go check to see if Noah Brown has been dropped. Remember, he had a couple of 150 receiving yard games. He had a goose egg last week, but he's been banged up. Go pick up Noah Brown if he's out there on your waiver wire. This is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Still have seven more games to get to in episode two, so make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download tomorrow. Be in your podcast app shortly after midnight on thursday other than that i'm stuffed we're done thanks for tuning in to fantasy feast make sure to also check out the ross tucker football podcast even money and college draft all on the DraftKings network youtube or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform